Hi, this is Barack Lurie, and this is the Barack Lurie Podcast. With me is always my good friend and producer, R.A. David. A pleasure always. Uh, and of course, we are here at Lurie & Associates, 310-478-7788. If, for, uh, if you have legal or business uh, needs, in the litigation department especially, uh, we focus our efforts on real estate and business litigation, where uh, we use a lot of chess-like strategy. And um, it's, it's interesting. We're going to be talking a lot about beauty today. And even as I'm speaking, how do I connect those two things, the, you know, the litigation and beauty? You, you can't really think of those two things. But you know what? How, how do you square those two things? There really is a way to square them. There are times in litigation where things dovetail so beautifully into a position for your client that you get a great result not only for him, but perhaps sometimes even for the other side, and people can reconcile in a way that you would never have expected. And, but that, that's uh, the, where, where real beauty comes in is when you find a way out of the problem efficiently and quickly. So, uh, but anyway, that's, you know, that's, that's uh, about law. Um, now I want to talk about beauty because it just dawned on me the other day. We, I was, I was uh, mountain biking um, and it just was so exquisite. The, there was something about the day, the sunset, if you will, and the nature that I was riding in. And it just dawned on me that it was so beautiful. Wow, this is really beautiful, I thought to myself. And then at the same time, there was music that I was listening to in my headphones. Uh, I forget exactly what it was. It was probably uh, Wilco or Radiohead or something, some such. And it gave me that energy, that kind of exquisite epiphany of energy that you sometimes, you know, that, that you, you notice so rarely and it just feels so good. And then I thought to myself, what's going on here? Why, why is it that I'm seeking out beauty so much? Why is it so important to me? And then I thought, is it only important to me? Of course not. I know that everyone loves beauty. Right? I mean, there's, there's, everyone knows what beauty means, they, but they don't necessarily, it, it's somewhat elusive for a lot of people, including myself. Now, the obvious examples you see a beautiful woman, you know, walking down the hallway and she's, wow, she's just beautiful. Just, and, and I say beautiful, not cute, not sexy. I mean beautiful. There's something about her that just draws you to her, not even in a libido way. Uh, although I'm, that's a function there too, but just the beauty is so it could draw you in, and uh, and even other women are can 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 see the beauty in that, and they appreciate that beauty. And uh, likewise, we talk about music. You can have that too. You can have it in art, certainly. And the question is, why? Why are we so drawn to it? Why? Why do we admire? It? Why do we elevate it so much? Well, why don't we just simply say? Yeah, okay, uh, that person's beautiful. So what? So what? Well, that, that, uh, that painting of um, the Mona Lisa. Yeah, okay, it's nicely drawn. So what? What do you want from me? That music from Mozart, that, or Radiohead, or so what? It's just music. But, but why are you so, uh, so enamored by it? What, what is this, what, why are you spending so much time on this, Barack? Uh, when you watch, when you look at the Mona Lisa, when you listen to the Mozart, when you see that beautiful woman, what, why, why? But we we all understand it. it. No one says it's a waste of time, right? 
you, you, it's, it's not an indulgence. You, and, and when you see a sunset, you, you might very well call your colleagues at work and say, wow, check out that sunset. Have you ever seen anything like it? And it's so different. It's so, so interesting to look at. Or Aurora Borealis, for example, right? Uh, you know, a very good example, something that, that is naturally beautiful. And you might very well travel up to Alaska or some northern places in the dead of winter because that's normally when it happens. And uh, just to see these aurora borealis. Isn't that indulgent? What, what's the point? Right? And yet we do it. And everyone understands why other people do it. And they can't explain why. And so I was very interested about this. Why do we seek out beauty? And I think I have the answer. Certainly the answer that as it works for me. I think beauty is an, infant, is an invitation to truth. How do you like that? You, you see something so beautiful, and it's, it's, a, it's a hint of truth, a hint of the exquisite, a hint of the divine, that there's something out there that is so exquisitely beautiful, and you're drawn to it. It's like a preview of the most beautiful thing you'll ever see when we pass from this life. I'm, I've actually become convinced of this because it makes no sense in any other way. Now, my dear listener, you may very well say, and a lot of my friends out there will say, before they say I've gone cuckoo on this, I don't think I've gone cuckoo. They'll say, look, Barack, this is just an evolutionary thing you're talking about. The reason why uh, that woman appears beautiful to you is because it's nature's way of drawing you to her sexually so that you'll be interested in reproducing with her and ta-da, you'll get a beautiful baby child. Well, that doesn't make sense for me um, because there's beautiful and there's nice to look at and, and everything else. But why wouldn't God make us all? Why wouldn't nature, let's use the evolutionist term, why wouldn't nature make every single woman beautiful? It would never make sense. I mean, it's, it's just not the way it is. And yet, somehow, the, the, the species continues to thrive and survive, right? Uh, not everyone is beautiful, man or woman. And uh, yet, sometimes... Uh, People that are not necessarily beautiful have a lot of kids. So what's up with that, right? So clearly it's not just an evolutionary thing. There's something about it that draws us to a beautiful woman and sometimes to a very handsome man, but especially women, right? We, t- we think beautiful, we think woman. And it doesn't really explain the beauty in music. We talked about this before a long, long time ago. I, you know, we... No matter how beautiful the music is, it's not going to draw you to uh, reproduce with that music. It, it, it's just functionally impossible. Same thing with uh, great writing. Same thing with great art. And there, there must be a different explanation that explains this much better. And I think our explanation that is actually a window into truth, a preview of truth and the beauty that's out there, is is the answer. It's also an invitation to seek out beauty, to seek out truth. That is a very clear indication to me. I don't know why I came up with this epiphany. It just, it's a, it's a thing that has really resonated for me for quite a while. And there, and I use the word epiphany 
And before we started our podcast, we were talking about how when you discover a truth, and, and you, you gave me a, a funny truth the other day, uh, I think this morning actually, um, that I wanted to share and I'll share in a moment. But sometimes you, you realize something and it's, it's so enriching. It, it, you, 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 an epiphany occurs to you in your mind that suddenly is so accurate and so fulfilling to you emotionally, intellectually, and, and it's so stimulating to you that uh, you love it, right? It's, it's a truth. It's an epiphany. And that itself is a form of beauty, right? Um, you name the epiphany that, you, that you've come to realize, and you know what I'm talking about. Uh, one of the epiphanies I've had is, is how consistent people can be. Uh, I often say desperate people do desperate things. Lazy people are always lazy. Liars always lie. And these are epiphanies that have helped me greatly in my understanding of human nature. And uh, the epiphany that there cannot be, uh, you cannot have free will on the one hand and not believe in a divine presence that gave you that free will. Just impossible. And that epiphany was extraordinary. It was exquisite. I would say it was even beautiful. That is the ultimate, in some sense, of, of beauty, right? When you find these things out, when, you, when it becomes clear to you. And, and that is such an example of how we open the door to truth. Beauty opens the door to truth. It also makes us want to be better, right? It's hard to look at something as beautiful as the Mona Lisa, as beautiful as the sunset we just talked about, as beautiful as a beautiful woman, and not in some way want to elevate ourselves. Do you, do you see what I'm saying, Ari? It's, it's a, yeah. Let me put it this way. When I see a beautiful sunset or look at a most stunningly beautiful woman, like my wife, then it's hard for me to go to the Internet and see all the TMZ-type stuff out there saying... Uh, look at, uh, you know, they, they always throw these things. So believe me, I did not look at these websites. But when I'm looking at something else, they have these little things on the side saying, you won't believe what unattractive um, mates uh, these celebrities have, right? Or another one that I saw, uh, just a teaser again, um, look at these celebrities' uh, teeth before they became famous, right? I don't want to see that. It's just, it's an invitation to descend, and I don't want to descend. I want to elevate. And the more, it's, it's these voices that are constantly telling us on the one hand, come, come down with us, come down, come down, pulling you down, as it were. And there are other voices, hopefully, that are telling you, no, come up here, come on. There's such beauty here, please come up here. And it's like, do you feel this, my dear listener? Do you notice this this push and pull that you're getting from different forces? I wonder. I, I wonder if I'm the only one who thinks this way, but I don't think I am. I do like to ask the questions, why do we seek out truth in the first place? Why do we seek out beauty in the next place? And I, I think that's the answer. That's the only answer that has ever made sense to me. Evolution doesn't make sense. It doesn't explain, like I said, music. It doesn't explain humor. It doesn't explain 
the exquisite sunset. Why? Why should I care whether the sunset is exquisite? Even joking, even a joke, for example, um, a, a fantastic joke, when it's told just right, right? We always talk about the, the joke being told in a way that's just perfect. The right emphasis at the right moment, and of course, the right word choice. It's all about timing and such, right? That's a, that's a powerful thing, and it's a form of beauty. You're, you're a former comedian, probably still a comedian, and I think you would agree with me, right, that so much of being a great comedian is in the delivery, in, in your presence, the way you look at the audience, all those things combined. But why should it matter? After all, a joke is a joke, right? But that's like saying a woman is a woman. It just ain't true. There's all sorts of distinctions. Anyway, I was going to tell you about the epiphany that you gave me this morning. It was kind of a cute one. And this is kind of a combination of a joke and also kind of, uh, you know, a truth that came out as well. And my timing sending it to you was exquisite. Yes, it was. It was exquisite. It was perfect timing. And uh, without, you know, without reading the specific email, it basically said that uh, we want uh, social security and we want to advance the cause of... Uh, handouts through food stamps and otherwise, right? And this same government that, or these same people that advance food stamps and social security and welfare and all those things, this same government will present a sign to you in any sort of wildlife, in uh, national, parks, national parks, federally run national, federally run national parks. parks, where it says, please do not fi- uh, feed the wildlife. They will grow dependent on it. And will not sur- be able to survive very well. And, <laughs> right? They won't be able to fend for themselves. They won't be able to, that's it, right. They won't be able to fend for themselves. And, and the irony in it was so, well, beautiful, right? It was so exquisitely beautiful. It, it could not have been more, it, but it was a combination of this really bizarre truth, which is, tr- and it's totally true, right? And it was also extraordinarily funny. And so it was beautiful. And part of what made it extraordinarily truthful, beautiful, and funny was how tone-deaf the government was that was telling us this message. Right. Was that with the left hand, they put this message up, and with the right hand, they do the opposite. Right. Every day in every other area of life. Yeah. Well, and, you, and now I want to go to some different examples. And, and actually, it's funny. I, I was going to use this example, but you had such, since you brought it up, I'm going to bring it up as well. It's the new iPhone. And it doesn't, you, you, by the way, that's a perennial, right? Because every year or so, there's going to be a new iPhone. And so right now, as we speak today, the iPhone 6 is coming out with a different operating system. And it really does look very cool, I must say. Uh, now, here's the funny thing is that whether it's actually better than the Samsung and the Android and all those other competitors out there, you know, that's a question of debate. But it almost doesn't matter. It's, so, it's, it's a beautiful piece of machinery, and they have sold themselves, that is Apple, has sold itself as buy us and you're buying beauty, right? They don't, they don't say buy us and you're going to get a whole bunch of cool doohickeys. No, they say we're Apple, we're beautiful. That's what it is. And that's why, that's why you see these huge lines at the Apple store waiting for the beautiful product. 
They want beauty. They're holding it and, and they will study it. It's as if they're looking at the monolith from, from the movie 2001. <laughs> you know, it's, the only thing that's missing is the voices, you know, that, you know, the myriad of voices that seem to be singing from the, the monolith. You know what I'm talking about? That, that yeah, slab the, of rock. Yeah, the, the music. And, yeah, well, that, I mean, but I'm talking, if, if you just saw the, there's all sorts the, of voices. The, the yeah. operatic chorus. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a, it's a very uh, haunting. Just in its you know, own way. when I saw the phone, I heard it. <laughs> okay, but that's I the only was thing. A that... Monkey before I'm a human now. That's after right. I've touched it. It's the only thing that's missing from the iPhone is exactly that. And um, and, and people look at it. They it's they don't like look right away. Okay, let's let's get going on the on the functionality of this iPhone. They actually hold it in their hands. They like to they like to feel its weight, how it how it works with their hands. It's it's seamless. There's a beauty to it. And uh, they're participating in this event called the new iPhone. Now, that, that, again, like I said, that could be a total marketing gimmick. But like I said, it doesn't matter. They feel like they are pursuing beauty. And they are. It is a beautiful machine. And we know, by the way, that it's beautiful on the inside and the outside. Okay? Unlike other machines. But that's what, that's what Stephen Jobs was all about. He, he, he loved elegance. He loved doing things in the most efficient and the most elegant way possible. Even the inside of your Apple computer, your iPhone, your iPod, your iTouches, all those things, there's an exquisite beauty even on the inside, even if you can't see it. Yeah, and, you know, it's very easy to chalk it up to a marketing gimmick. And you can apply the same to any other uh, product. You know, GE, we bring good things to life. Coke is it. Pepsi, the choice of a new generation, blah, 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 blah. But only a product that actually delivers on the beauty will follow through with the hysteria that you see with the Beatles or with Apple consistently over time. If the Beatles were still together and all alive and they released a new album today, the same hysteria would be there, the screaming girls, everything. Because it, it, there's another product, I can't remember which one uses this, but it's true. Quality never goes out of style. And that's what you have yeah. with Apple. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting, Coca-Cola, you said Coca-Cola, and because you said Coca-Cola, I'll give you an example of what I'm thinking here. If Coca-Cola said, from now on, we are no longer going to sell our Coca-Cola drink, from those cans. We're going to instead go back to the old glass bottles and we're going to make those glass bottles so exquisitely beautiful. And by the way, the drink itself will come from the finest water, the finest uh, sugar, if, if you will, and the finest other materials, whatever it is. They will, uh, and we'll sell it to you that way. And yes, it'll be more expensive, a little bit, but you can afford it. Can I add one more thing? Wait, 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 wait. Okay. People will run to it. They will say, I am a Coca-Cola drinker because I care what goes into my body. I like the way this bottle feels on my hand. I like the way I can drink with it. And uh, you want to drink out of your can? So be it. But this is an experience. This is a beautiful experience. By the way, the word beautiful... Um, it's it's a it's a it's full of beauty, right? Full of beauty. We don't just say uh, it's it's. We don't use the word beauty as an adjective. We say beautiful, full of beauty. That's beautiful. 
And because, and so it, it shows the value of beauty. It's full of beauty. Anyway, you were going to say. I was also going to say, and if they market it saying, and our carbon dioxide that bubbles and tickles your nose <laughs> is taking greenhouse gases out of the atmosphere by drinking Coca-Cola, you're saving the earth. Oh, I see, yeah. It would sell even more. Yeah. So what you've just done is... Uh, you've basically fulfilled the hypothetical. What if Steve Jobs ran Coca-Cola? That's what yeah, it would be. That's what it would be. Um, and and you could do this on so many different products. I mean, it, it happens to apply when you think of a beautiful product. You think of the iPhone, right? I mean, everything is designed so nicely. Even and they're they're marketing, they're advertising for it. They focus always first thing on the sleekness of the product, the edges, the curves. They don't go right away to say, here's our latest gadget. It's called Siri, blah, 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 blah. And uh, it, it can do this function, and you can swipe here. And so they don't do that. They first take you through a long, slow ride, just caressing the curves of the computer yeah, they or, the, or the iPhone. They take you through the human experience first before the digital functionality. Yeah. They understand those things are intellectual experiences, not experiences of the soul. Right. That's what they, they get you... First, thinking about the elegance, the, how you would caress the iPhone yourself. And, you know, it doesn't have to be just the iPhone. It could also be, uh, it, it could be a car. And they try to do it with the car, and they've done it with some success in the past. But the, the expense is so wild to go through, uh, like a, uh, a Lamborghini, for example. So it's, it's not really a fair estimate. But, you, but they've done it a little bit with coffee. You know, the coffee is so, it's from the richest beans, it's from the richest other things. And, and, and that's what Starbucks became what it is. It was a focus on beauty. It was an elegant experience. And sometimes the coffee is, you know, you know what it's like when the coffee is so good, or food for that matter can be so good, it becomes an orgasmic experience. But not orgasmic in an essential way, I mean in a in a beautiful way. No, in a transcendent way. Transcendent, way there's the word. That's innocent and, uh, you know, deified almost, godlike. Right. Um, and, and when you look at any of the top products of a, of a given sector, a Steinway or a, a Bosendorf or piano, a, the, you know, a BMW or a Rolls-Royce, you know, the finest watches, they all have parts of those things that, that Jobs took into account when bringing them to his, you know, at the time, digital gadgetry, which was always, you know, not considered worthy of that kind of attention. Right. He brought beauty into the digital age, and he found a way of doing it, and, and, and he certainly succeeded beyond his own wildest dreams. But beauty is, uh, is something that opens the door to truth, and that's why we seek it. Yeah, I think what you're trying to say, what I'm hearing you say, is when you truly have the epiphanic moment where you truly experience something transcendently beautiful, you're seeing either reflection or the shadow of God. Yeah. You know, if you will, the fingerprints left behind by God's touch. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, now, I, I, I do know how I started thinking this way for the first time. I was with my uh, good friend and rabbi. First, he was my rabbi first, and we become good friends. His name is Brandon Gaines, Rabbi Brandon Gaines. He's a Kabbalistic rabbi. And, you know, we were, we were talking with my kids. The, my kids love him, too. So we meet every once in a while. We talk about the good stuff in life. Sometimes it's about God, sometimes about other things. And at one point, he said, how can we see God? And the kids 
didn't know. Um, you know, they're nine and six years old. How would they know? And but one of them, I guess it was my older one. He said, "Well, we should just do good things." And the rabbi said, "Exactly right. You do good things." You're kind to your friends. You find a way to say, how are you, even if you don't feel so great that day. Uh, you, find, you, you, you see somebody who needs some help on the street. You say, can I help you? And, you? and you do help that person. You engage in tzedakah, and you try to avoid saying nasty things about people. You will find that you will have epiphanies toward God. The door will open where you will see brief moments of God's divine presence. And I really liked that. And I, I thought that was an excellent truth that he had discovered. And I liked it. It was a truth to me, an epiphany. And I felt that beauty was exactly the same thing. It was an invitation to find God. So when we do see a beautiful woman walking down the, the hallway, we, we realize, okay, here's an example of what can be. Here's, and we can all be not necessarily beautiful from a physical, attractive point of view, but we can be beautiful as people. We can be beautiful in our, in our actions. We can do great things to, to inspire others. And we can seek that kind of beauty in our own life, in our own selves, to try to share it with others. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look how we treat our own kids, for example, how we, we see the beauty in childbirth. We see the beauty in raising them. We want... You know, I, I don't know about you, but I, I can't wait to show them the most beautiful places in the world, right? I, I want them to learn the violin or, or to at least appreciate my favorite violinist, who is Kyung Wa Chung. Um, she plays so exquisitely beautiful. I want them to appreciate that. And I, I find myself while they're, they're in the back seat, of course, in their car seats, and I'm playing some beautiful music. And I kind of find myself glancing at the stoplight, of course. And I see my kids just really embracing uh, the love of what they're hearing. They, they, you know, they're, they're looking out to the window, absorbing this beauty. And I think to myself, good, good. I'm, I'm so glad they're appreciating this beauty. And then I thought, why? Why am I? Why does that matter? Does, isn't all that matters, kind of like what we talked before about the other smartphones, isn't all that matters, you know, the doohickeys? You know, can they <laughs> read it and write? Can they, um, you know, learn about history and are, are they ready to, to go out into the world to become, you know, functioning human beings and, and make some money? Shouldn't that, all, shouldn't that be all that matters? And I realize it's far more important to me that they appreciate beauty. No, what you've realized, the epiphany you've stumbled upon in that set of experiences is the following. That for them, the reading, the writing, the computing, the going about their day working hard is worthless unless they experience the transcendent mystery beyond. That's because otherwise they're just a bunch of robots going through motions and then dying an anonymous death. That is what I'm saying. It's about transcendence and I want them to I want them to have the the doors to, to God, the openings, the the epiphanies that I so enjoy. Because, you know, that's that's all there is to this life at the end of the day. You know, if, if you're here and you think, if you're an atheist, for example, then you really should be, you're, whatever you believe beauty is, it, you must have a horrible disconnect because beauty should be nothing. There should be no, no such thing as beauty. Why would, why, everything is relative. 
You know, the only thing that should be out there is whether somebody's taller or fatter or skinny, you know, the, all those, you know, observable things. But why, how you can decide that somebody's more beautiful than somebody else? What, where's that from? Yeah, many years ago, I was in Canada. And Canada being sort of a quasi-socialist country, where I happened to be that day, they had what I call Soviet glory architecture. Gigantic buildings, these huge edifices for public bureaucratic purposes. These gigantic, gray, miserable buildings full of office after office and places for queues and lines to line up to get papers shuffled. And you could see the utter joy of an entire society being eviscerated by the experience of dealing with these kind of places, essentially going to a DMV every day kind of thing. Yeah. And you could see how life could be perceived as completely worthless by those who engage in this, in having to deal with those kind of places day after yeah, day, year after yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. It's, uh, it, it's not a pretty picture. And um, look, go, going back to the beauty thing, the, when you study beauty on, on a woman, right, people, scientists have actually tried to understand why we perceive somebody to, this person to be beautiful and that person to be not beautiful, whether, you know, relative to man and woman, right? And... You know, some, some scientists said, well, it's a question of even proportions. That was the, the thing. You know, if, if their faces are really even, that's what makes them beautiful. Well, but that doesn't really work. I mean, there, there are so many examples of people that people are considered to be beautiful that they have slightly uneven faces. Slightly, right? Um, there might be a, a dimple on one side and not on the other, right? That's uneven, but still somehow, somehow beautiful. Leave What's up with science, that? Uh, scientists to, 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 to suck out all the beauty yeah. of everything. Yeah. Suck out all the enjoyment. Well, that's what they're that's what they're doing, of course. <laughs> and that's a, that's another that's the other side of the underbelly of that. Yeah. Thank but, you, college education. But, but the point is, they don't know what they're talking about, right? Right. We know beauty. You just know it. It's it's there, and we all agree. She's beautiful. Can't we can't qualify? Uh, sorry, we can't quantify that. But we just know it. We just know it. And even if she gained, uh, you know, twenty pounds. She'll still be beautiful. She'll be an overweight, beautiful person. Just more to love. <laughs> but she's still beautiful. And that is what we're taking from here. And why she's beautiful and the other person is not, who knows? That's a different story. But it's, it's, a, it's a, like I said, an invitation. If everyone were beautiful, we wouldn't have an understanding of beautiful. We just wouldn't know what it means. If all music was equally pleasing to the ear then we wouldn't have an appreciation for music. And if everyone, uh, had, uh, if everyone had the same sense of humor, there, wouldn't be, there would really be no such thing as humor. Yeah, if every metal was gold, there'd be no gold. There you go. There would be no value to the gold. We, we, we perceive gold to be in, intrinsically beautiful. Why? Who knows? Because it's rare. Because it's, it's rare. to find. But, but it's also, it also looks it nice. Is, look, it does look nice. Yeah. There's plenty of rare things that look like... You know, yeah, crap. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. um, but but gold, for some reason, is expensive, and it's also pleasing to the eye, very pleasing to the eye. And and we we believe, I think both you and I believe that these are invitations to truths and the beauty of the divine. It's it's constantly sending its signals out there. If your eyes are open to it, if your ears are open to it. If you're, even your nose with exquisite food, right, uh, is open to it. Enjoy these beautiful moments because 
they come, first of all, few and far between, right? So enjoy it. When, it, when it's happening, when you have that wonderful sunset, that wonderful landscape that, that you're passing by, please take a moment, pull your car to the side and look out. Try to soak it up because it doesn't happen very often. And, and if you see it, when you do see it, say, this is a moment of beauty. What can this mean for me? How can I learn from this? How can I, what sort of truth might be coming my way as a result of this opening door, this invitation to truth? Because that, my friends, is what it is. And with that, I'll say goodbye. This has been the Barack Lurie Podcast. I hope this has been an epiphany for all of us. It has been for me. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you really soon. Let's do it.